Celebrating the middle of the working week. I hope you're doing okay. It's a weird week. The weather's unusual, but we're going to get through it together. I wanted to offer all of you the opportunity to call time on stuff. Do you know what I mean? Call time a little bit like last orders. Uh, wrap things up. There must be someone in modern life that gets through nerve and you just think, enough's enough. Just a few things to get us going and we'll just see how this first hour of the show goes. Uh, I would like to call time on electric bikes. What's the point in electric bikes? I think if you maybe, you know, maybe you've got like an issue, then the the help of an electric bike is fine. But I cycle to and from work, and I'm forever being overtaken by, like, just blokes in suits, not moving their legs, going at, like, 55 miles an hour. What's the point? Cycling is like a little bit of sneaky stealth exercise where you don't even know you're doing it. Why, why electrify that? There's blokes going past me just genuinely dressed like motorcyclists. So I'm going to call time on electric bikes. I want to call time also... Oh, sorry, let's do the noise. Uh, electric bikes... Want to call time on open letters? Anyone else sick of open letters? People writing open letters to each other in the paper. Just send them or just phone someone up and tell them. Waste the time. And then also, one final one, since we're all here. I want to put an immediate stop to people celebrating deceased famous people's birthdays and saying how old they would have been today. No, they wouldn't. They're dead. Anyone, anyone else getting on? Is that mean-spirited of me? I feel bad starting the show with it, but I just thought, let's just... Let's get cards on the table. It's Wednesday. Let's just... Let's not muck about. We did it. We're, we're guilty of it. Absolute Radio. Talking about would Prince. Would have been his birthday. Yeah, it would have been. But it isn't. So I just think we need to knock this stuff on the head. So if there's something in modern life that is just... You, you, you've had enough of it. It's hot. It's a Wednesday. Sometimes you just need to be honest about things. Get it off your chest. Call time on it. On home time this evening. Uh, this text from John says, Bush, can we call time on America? I think he's had his chances. I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that, actually. I think 99% of Americans are the nicest, kindest, most generous people you're ever going to meet when you travel around the world. It's just the, the Second Amendment, right to bear arms, gun chumps with cowboy hats are the ones you've got to worry about. Uh, ben in Wigan says, I'd like to call time on mobile phones. It's assumed now that everyone is instantly contactable. Sometimes we don't want to be contacted. It's a good point. Have you ever tried to go like off-grid a little bit? Everyone always, like, double-checks in on you, like, you, you OK? Why don't you get involved in the uh, lads' WhatsApp group chat? Do you know what I mean? You feel like you're being ostracised, so it's tough. I get what you're saying there. Justin says, he wants, I love this one, he wants to call time on keys for doors. He says, surely there has to be a better, more modern way. He's got a point. He does have a point. Stephen says, I'd like to call time on Savloys up north. No one wants them. I think we dealt with that yesterday, fella. Thanks for that. Uh, Rachel says, I'd like to call time on QR codes on tables in pubs and restaurants. They're always useless. Uh, producer Adam's shaking his head. What's your problem with that? I don't want to go to the bar. I know, but QR codes, yeah, what is it, 1995? They can come to me. I'm not getting into this with you. Uh, Benny from Norfolk says, I want to call time on men's nipples. We've had enough evolution for them not to be there anymore. What's the point in them? I've never really thought about it like that, uh, Benny, but thanks for getting in touch with the show. This is a little uh, precursor of how things are going to go. We've got Richard on the line. Richard, what would you like to call time on? Sticky labels. You'd like to call time on sticky labels. Richard, please tell me your problem with sticky labels. Well, you've got to... You go to these shops and you'll buy something in the sale and it'll have a sticky label on it that says 50% off or whatever it might be. You know, a set of new glasses or new plates or whatever. And you can't get the flaming things off without leaving glue everywhere. That's a good point. And you end up then having to like put it in the sink and, and wash it off. You've got to put them on the sink and rub it and scrub it. And in the end, you end up throwing it out because it looks crap. So, yeah, get rid of sticky labels, mate. 
you know what? I, I'm going to agree with that. And also, can we chuck in in terms of the technology, that kind of thing? Uh, is opening the lids on microwavable curries, etc., without having to pull the strand of plastic off around the outside as well? Because I feel that's in the same ballpark. Yeah, it's. Uh, I know it's a first. Uh, it's a first world problem, but it does get on your wick. Well, let's let's call time on it, Richard. Let's call time on it right now. Some very interesting stuff. It's interesting to see what winds other people up. Paul, stuck in a truck on the M40, says, I want to call time on cars sitting at junctions, roundabouts and traffic lights with their feet on the brakes. Does anyone know how to use a handbrake anymore? Good point. We've got Jules on the line. Jules, what would you like to call time on? I'd like to call time on the word gate that's been applied to the end of every word to describe a scandal since the 70s. Yes, so obviously started with the whole Watergate thing and, uh, you know, that kind of shenanigans that took on that took place in the Watergate building or whatever it was. Isn't it weird that that stuck? Yeah, I mean, you know, it was the name of a hotel, so why why did they do that? We've got Partygate, we had Squidgygate when there was the Charles Camillon <laughs> thing happening uh, back in whenever it was, the 80s, 90s. And it's just, it doesn't mean anything at all. And it's just, it needs to go... I like it, Jules. You're calling time on the uh, suffix of gate on the end of scandals. Yes. Uh, imagine that. Imagine being able to ring a bell like this, and then that is done, like last orders at a pub. Never again. I was just saying earlier on, electric bikes, time to wrap them up. Don't see the point. I'll, I'll chuck another one in. People putting bows on little babies' heads. When did that start becoming a thing? It looks really weird. They look like plastic dolls. Uh, Stu says, I'd like to call time on sachets of sauce in restaurants. Just give us the bowl. I don't know. Mate, I quite like collecting as a go. Particularly vinegar in uh, little sachets is a wonderful treat when you go to a service station. Uh, someone who doesn't leave their name says dog buggies. Time, please. Again, for you to debate. We've got Chris on the line. Chris, well, what would you like to call time on, my friend? Well, birthday. Well, you mentioned birthdays and people celebrating birthdays and it's always been something... That I personally think, forget that completely, because, you know, you have one birthday. Right. Um, I've never met anybody who remembers actually being born, and I think that's because it's a completely horrendous experience, and we, we won't go into it too much. Um, and there's a reason for that. So call them something else. I don't know what to call them. Right. But, yeah, it always has people say, oh, it's my birthday today, and you kind of think, well, no, I don't think it is, because, you know... You're fully grown and you're not covered in muck. So, no. So, I mean, I was saying earlier on, I'm sick of people um, saying, um, you know, like Chaucer would have been 222 today. Yeah. Died in 49. Like, unfortunately, (laughs) sadly, when someone passes away, that's it. The innings is over. Do you know what I mean? You can't can't just keep going. But you're saying get rid of birthdays full stop. Yeah. Call them something else. I, I would love to say I've got a wonderful idea of what to call them, but the, the point, you know, me to remember your birthday, I just don't think is a good idea. It, it's horrendous. <laughs> it sounds awful to me. Amazing, Chris. That's so good. Good to speak to you, ma'am. No worries. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. I was out with the kids this morning. We went to a cafe and uh, Stella, our five-month-old, started kicking off, as they do. Little chubby legs going over her own dungarees like a Tudor child. Uh, and in a kind of, even though I was quite tired because the middle one had been up all night coughing, uh, in a last-minute kind of parental bit of lateral thinking, to try and keep her quiet, I pulled my house keys out of my pocket, and Stella sat there happy as Larry on my lap and played for 45 minutes straight with my house keys. Why do babies love keys so much? What is it about keys? So it's like they've got some kind of innate knowledge. Remember Plato's. Or is it Socrates, the Socratic forms? I remember learning about something in philosophy where you have the idea of a horse and then as you're born, that idea disappears and it's just a form. Anyone heard of that before? Or am I 
slightly off me head. But either way, either way, babies, for some reason, appear on this planet obsessed with keys. But I like the idea of something like that. No matter, you know, what you're doing or how busy you are, if you have something like that plonked in front of you, it'll keep you occupied for ages. Have a little think in your life, what thing if given to you would keep you occupied for hours? For me, elastic bands. I love elastic bands. All different shapes and sizes. What I like doing as well, I don't know if you've ever done this trick before, is you know the trick, it's a bit of a dad trick, a little bit like making your nose disappear or pulling a coin out of your ear. Um, put elastic band over two fingers, tuck your other two fingers underneath elastic band, open your hand up, the elastic band appears to jump from two fingers to the other. Honestly, it will make car and train trips just fly by. But maybe you've got a different thing that kind of obsesses you. So have a think about this. You might need to peer into your soul a little bit, but what thing, if given to you, would keep you occupied for ages? Producer Adam, just tell them what you, you just told me in that song. Cup and ball. What, what do you mean? Cup and ball. You mean like old-fashioned magic cup and ball? No, no, so it's a wooden stick with like an egg cup on the end. Oh, because I'm thinking Paul Daniel's bunko booth up close magic. No, ball attached to a piece of string. You have to get the ball in the egg cup. Cup and ball. And you, that would keep you occupied for ages? Yeah, it's Victorian times. You've heard of this, no? Well, I grew up in them. There you go. Uh, your, your entertainment sounds like the inside of Homer Simpson's mind. That okay. kind of basics. Cup and ball. Cup and ball for Adem. Uh, Sue says, for me, tweezers. I'm not keen on facial hair, but I'm a lady of a certain age where it keeps growing <laughs> and I can feel it. Uh, if I handed tweezers, I have fun for ages. And hi to Jennifer Harrison. Uh, she says, car keys that click open with a spring mechanism keeps her occupied for hours. Uh, Dan in Guildford says, if you break a dry roasted or salted peanut in half, there's a rabbit inside. Honestly, the little bit at the bottom that attaches the peanut together looks like a little rabbit. Fascinates young kids. Pictures available on request, says Dan in Guildford. Dan, mate, are you all right? Is everything okay at home? You might need to back that up with a picture. Uh, kinetic sand, says Paul in Aylesbury. I don't even know what that is. Dave says, a neck clasp monolever corkscrew. Again and again and again. Each to their own. Uh, we've got Nicky on uh, the line from Swansea. Nicky, what item keeps you occupied for hours then? Bubble wrap. So you, I absolutely love bubble wrap. You love bubble wrap. Any particular type? You know, because you can sometimes get them with like the really big bubbles or sometimes with really tiny yeah, bubbles. all of them. All of them. I had... Um, Garden furniture delivered this week, and it all came wrapped in that type of bubble wrap, massive Oof. big bubbles. And I just sat there once I put it all together, popping all the bubbles. Sat there and popped the lot. It was great. Okay, and have you got have you got like an addictive personality? Do you you know anything else that you no. kind of get into like that? It's just bubble wrap for you. It's just bubble wrap. Um, am I addicted to anything? Good, I'm a little bit to addicted to toy blast on my phone. Does that count? That's the same kind of ballpark. I just say, Nikki. Then, in many ways, uh, bubble wrap is your Achilles heel. Would you agree? It is. Yes, I would agree with that. Have you got any left? No, <laughs> it's all popped. You popped the whole lot. <laughs> popped and gone to recycling. <laughs> this is Bush and Rich's daily takeaway. Thanks for ten weeks of tickets. We've got a pair of tickets to be won uh, for this year's Isle of Wight Festival, taking place seventeenth of June. So not this weekend, but the one coming up after that. So it's coming up smart. You need to get involved for your chance to see a brilliant lineup with the likes of Madness, Kasabian, Muse, Blossoms, The Charlatans and Richie and I doing 80s versus 90s live on the Saturday at the River Stage. All you need to do is get involved with our game that we like to call Ticket to Ride. She's got a ticket to ride. Sing along. He's got a ticket to ride. One more time. They've got a ticket to ride. We'll get you there. So look, a famous artist has set sail on their way to the Isle of Wight and they're singing one of their most famous songs. But do you know what's happened again? This is like the third day running. Uh, the f- the What's the name of the person who is in charge of a boat? Pilot. Is it a pilot or a captain? Captain. 
captain of the boat is just way too trigger happy on his foghorn, and he's he's blurted it out right over the best bit of the uh, one of their favourite songs. So to win the tickets, all you need to do is tell us what lyrics the captain, stroke pilot, stroke driver has played the foghorn over. Have a listen to this. Let's speak to our contestant, though. Hayden's on the line. Hayden, where are you calling in from? Hi, I'm calling from Portsmouth. How's Portsmouth? How's Portsmouth? Well, it's sunny at the moment, but it's been raining a lot. So when you go to the Isle of Wight Festival, you get a little tiny bit of Portsmouth, don't you, there? Because you get come out of the train station, kind of get on the ferry. Well, if we were yeah. to stay in Portsmouth and, and hang out and have a night out in Portsmouth, how would that pan out? <laughs> You'd probably want to go somewhere else. OK, fair enough. How will you be working at the Portsmouth Tourist Board then, Hayden? Portsmouth Tourist Board. Only joking. Listen, oh. let, let's uh, let's find out what this uh, song was. Have a listen to this. The, uh, the he's put the fog on over the top of the lyrics, but have a listen. There you go. The Happy Mondays playing, of course, uh, the big top on the Thursday night. Uh, what were the lyrics that were covered up by the foghorn, please, Hayden? Call the cops. Call the cops, indeed, which sounds like something you might do if you had a night out in Portsmouth. But you've won yourself a pair of camping tickets for the Isle of Wight Festival. You're going. No way. Woo-hoo-hoo. Good yeah. on you. <laughs> Brilliant. Very, very chuffed for you. Well done. Thanks for playing. Lovely to speak to you. Pass on our love to Portsmouth. We'll see you in a couple of weekends' time. And do you know what? If you want to play, we're going to be doing this again tomorrow night. And, of course, more chances to win your way to the Isle of Wight Festival on the Dave Berry Breakfast Show tomorrow morning when you wake up. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. It is dog night. Like I said yesterday about cat night, which was also a success, right? Even though people were a little bit suspicious. They got us through. Pets got us through the lockdown, didn't they? Think about those two years. The pets got us through us. Even going for walks and stuff like that. Giving some love back to our canine friends this evening. If you, maybe you own something that isn't a cat or a dog, you think, oh, I'm not really being catered for here. That's fine. Tomorrow we're doing all other animals night. And we've already had some strange stuff in, so stick around for that tomorrow after six. In the meantime, though, tell us about dogs. Georgia says, Bush, my one dog, Bo, used to be a search dog for Gloucestershire police. Bo saved two people... My other dog, Poppy, is now training to be a guide dog. What a lovely family, just giving. Dogs doing lovely things for other people. Colin says, our dog Casper is uh, completely obsessed with the chain of my missus's new bike. And he sent a video of the dog just sniffing the chain. Uh, sounds like a t- title of a heavy metal album. Sniff the chain. Uh, uh, Heidi Carla, I'm going to dip the music here because she sent in the video of her dog. She says, my dog sings along to Paradise by Coldplay whenever we play it. She even gets the timing perfectly right. Let's see if this works here a second. That is actually, that's actually pretty good. Some talented pets on here, that's for sure. Uh, but get in touch with the show. It's still going. Uh, right, we've got Jenny on the line. Jenny, what's your dog called? Dolly. Um, she's called Dolly. She's a multi-poo. Um, and she's about the size of a cat. And um, she looks like an old English sheepdog. So I call her a test pot because she's grey and white because she's tiny. <laughs> so, you know, so what's the breed of your dog? Multi 
poo. It's a Maltese terrier crossed with a poodle. Now, I, I don't know if anyone else listening has the same vibe, but in the 80s or, and the late 70s when I was a child, I think there was only one type of dog, and that was a golden retriever. <laughs> and then now there's loads of different... Well, those, these kind of dogs weren't around back in the 80s, were they? Or these, is this like a new thing? They were called mongrels. <laughs> is that back in the day, just a mongrel? <laughs> yeah. Uh, can your dog do any amazing things? She can. She can meow. Will she meow on demand for us now? No, she she's um she's looking at me as I'm an idiot, but <laughs> <laughs> she'd be right. Okay, and when does she meow? What and and, and is it authentically cat-like? It is. It, it, uh, the last time she did it was with a friend of mine called Aki, and she's from Japan. Right. Um, Aki had never seen a dog before, so she was a bit wary of her. Um, and Dolly yawned, and it just sounded like a meow. And Aki was so confused. She's like. Are you sure this is a dog? <laughs> wow, so Aki from Japan comes to see you, never seen yeah. a dog before, then the dog yeah. starts sounding like a cat, so her head scrambled. Exactly, it's great. <laughs> Loving these, Mimi says, here's a photo of Flintoff, the dog. He understands anything about walks and food in both English and French, but then again, one of his favourite pastimes is licking my husband's feet, so calling him spectacular might be a little bit far-fetched. Loving your work. We've got Victoria on the line. Uh, Victoria, tell us about your dog, Squidgy. So Squidgy is a pug. He's right. 10 years old, and for as long as I've known, he cannot stand the Coronation theme tune. Wow. Um, it's the pigeon, I think, or the tune. I don't know which it is. So wherever he is in the house, as soon as it comes on, unless you mute the button, he comes flying in. He literally, because we've got TV on a, on a, you know, a cabinet, Yeah. he like, throws himself at the TV barking his head off and because pugs snot a lot they sort of go great so there's all snot along the bottom of the TV wow so angry Squidgy sounds like a dog after my own heart because I absolutely hate Coronation Street and the music makes me feel a bit depressed it's that bit at the beginning that goes as soon as as that comes on he's like right good on Squidgy how does he react to the opening theme tune of EastEnders because that's just as bad we don't watch that Fair I enough. I, I 100% uh, condone Squidgy, and I think we should maybe train up a whole generation of pugs that like enforce yes. TV decisions on families so they keep you on the straight and narrow. Absolutely, because as soon as it comes on, I have to turn it off, because otherwise it just, it just goes crazy. It's just noise. We need to train him up on Love Island. <laughs> yes, probably. That's a good idea. Yes, that would be a good idea. Great to speak to you, Victoria. Take care. Thank you so much to everyone who's getting in touch with some amazing stories and stuff that their dogs do. If your dog does something a little bit different to normal dogs, we want to hear about it on the show tonight. You can tweet us at Absolute Radio. Uh, hi to this text who says, Our old family Rottweiler, Indy, used to get the washing out of the machine for my mum. What about that for dog skills? Uh, Lorraine, though, what about this? Lorraine says, uh, Here's our dog Bowie, the bearded collie, singing along to Ghost Town by the specials whilst it's on the radio on Absolute Radio. Listen to this. There you go. A superb singing performance by Bowie the Bearded Collie. I mean, obviously, it's, it's, it's almost determined to have a great singing voice. If your dog can do something amazing, add Absolute Radio on Twitter, please. The Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway.